Good evening and welcome to another episode of 180 Degrees. You are here with the 180 Degree Girls, myself, Inga Stoffels, and the beautiful, the lovely, the talented, Zoe George. Oh my gosh, you over compliment me every week. (laughs) It's 2021. (laughs) We love the positive attitude that we Mm. have in this new year because yes, this is indeed going to be a good year. I am excited and you know what? I'm hoping to introduce Three of us next time. Yes. You know, three of us. Yes. And you guys know, you guys that have been listening, you know what we're talking about, right? You yes. know what we're talking about? Zoe's mm-hmm. just going to elab. Yes. We understand that some of you might be listening for the first time or maybe the first time this year, and you're not entirely sure what's happening. So we here at 180 Degrees are looking for a third, um, we are looking for a third host to Woo-woo. host with us. To it's a lot us. of fun, guys. So if you find that you are in between the ages of 19 and 28, you 19 and 28. Yes. You are a Christian. You are a girl. You live on the West Coast and can easily commute around that area. And you are interested in a career or just a job in radio. Mm-hmm. You should apply. If you aren't yourself interested in this, then you can also Mention this to friends yes. who are. Yes. So if you if you say, oh, this isn't for me, but I know someone who's perfect yes. for it, go for it. Share it. Tell them to send us voice clips. I believe this is the last week for voice clips. Actually, I think next we're running week. it throughout the whole of January. Yes. yes. So you guys still have time. Mm-hmm. Send that voice clips to 081-729-1657. That's 081-729-1657. <laughs> five seven. So send us your name, your surname, and why you think you should be the next presenter yes. on one eighty degrees. We can't wait. We can't <laughs> wait to meet. What's happening with me tonight? <laughs> Even me, girl. Like. We can't wait to meet you guys and yes. to get those voice clips in. And guys, don't underestimate yourselves. Like you are so much more interesting than you think. Mm-hmm. I remember when I tried out, I was very nervous. I was like, oh my goodness. But this is something you can really grow into, especially if you are passionate about media and this is something that you're interested in. And especially if, if you have a coach like Zoe George. Oh. <laughs> Oh, wow. Thank you so much. (laughs) Now, I love that you have all this hope in me and we have all this hope for this brand new year. So let's kick this off with Hope is Alive by New Hope Oahu. Enjoy. Cape Town. Cape Town. Cape Town. Cape Town. Cape Town. What's down in Cape Town? Cape Town. Now, welcome to the What's Down in Cape Town section of the show, as you are familiar because you most likely live in South Africa or you just live in any country, because I think most countries have gone back into some sort of lockdown. Yes, yes. Yes. No, definitely. Like, I got a message from my friend in the UK, and she said restrictions on our, hmm, let's see, our post office restrictions has finally been lifted. Can I send you a few things? So I was Aww. like, no. And then they like put a restriction on our on our post office real quick. <laughs> but that's still so nice of her. I was like, sanitize them, please. Yes. <laughs> and send some sanitizer as well. So I can sanitize as soon as I get them because who knows who touched it. Mm. But yes, because we are in some sort of a lockdown, I will not be encouraging you to go down into Cape Town. Not this no. week anyways. When Mr. President addresses the country and tells us that we can move around freely. Like, did you get that SMS this morning? I, if you guys got an SMS this morning, like, let us know at 
1657. There we, we go. Because <laughs> I got an SMS this morning from the government. I don't know how they got my number. And they were like, the cases of Corona are rising. We would encourage you to stay at home. But anyways, yeah. So I want to give you some fun activities you can do back on your couch. This week's activity that is fun is ways you can learn a new language. When the restrictions are down and, you know, even though we can travel now, when Corona has settled down a little bit and people can travel more freely, mm-hmm. I'm sure you'd want to go to a country where they may not necessarily speak English. So maybe you want to learn a new language. So I have a few tips for you in case you want to do that. The first one is to be realistic. You're not likely going to pick up a new language in a very short period of time. This is something that takes practice and time. So be very patient with yourself. Set realistic goals as well. The next one is to make a language lifestyle change. Now, this means just get like a little bit of a habit. Like just try and introduce this language into your everyday speech. Mm. Yeah, even if the person you're talking to may not speak it necessarily, or even just find friends who speak it. Yeah. The next one is to play house with this language. This one is a tip I've seen many places. It's like when you, for example, a way you can do this is to label things in your house. Yes, yes. In the language of which you're learning. This helps you to associate said object Mm. with this word as opposed to when you're learning the language thinking, oh, okay, um, I'm learning the word chair in like Spanish. Just see, I think, I think. Don't hold me on this. <laughs> so you wouldn't think, okay, I'm thinking chair, then Sia. You just look at a chair and you think Sia like you would in your native tongue. But so don't think Sia because mm-hmm. that was not true. <laughs> I'm not sure. Go on just to an example. Yeah. Just an example. <laughs> the next is to think about new learning gateway experiences. This is a fun thing you can do. This is just to go out into areas where they may speak this. In Cape Town, this is a very international city. If you want to learn languages like German and French and Dutch, there are a variety of places you can go where the language is like alive and popping. Yeah. I didn't even know this, but apparently in town, there's a German school, which I think is so cool. And there are actually a lot of German people here. Hey? In- yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Good stuff. The next one is one I have mentioned earlier is to make friends in this language. It may be difficult to find people who speak a foreign language here in South Africa if it's not like one of the major languages like mm. French or Spanish. It would be easy to find someone who speaks like French or even Portuguese because of our friendly neighbors who have those as their official languages. But if you want something more peculiar, you may have to search online and find some friends there. Yeah. There are plenty of forums you can find. I know on the Duolingo app, I believe... They have ways for you to talk to other people yes, who are also and actually learning. connect. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. So there are a variety of ways you can do this. And then the last one, but not the least in any way, is to be patient with yourself. Don't worry about making mistakes because it's not about how many mistakes you make. It's about having the courage to do this thing mm. and to actually be confident enough to talk to people in this yes. language. They will appreciate it more than they will find it funny. And even <laughs> if they do find it funny, Odds are they're still going to talk to you. Mm. (laughs) They're not going to like cut you off because you're making too many grammatical mistakes. And that's all we have for this week and what's down on your couch. Let's just head on right into the groovy movie section of the show. Zoe on 180 Degrees. Groovy movie, I'll root 
Now, welcome to the groovy movie section of the show. As you already know what happens in this section, I am actually very excited for this week's groovy movie. Even me. Even me. And apparently, South Africans in general are excited too. Mm -hmm. I googled this song because obviously, this. I'm just going to give you a little bit of a background. This week's groovy movie was initially a song before it was a part of a very successful movie series. And the song since it predates the movie, came out years ago and it was topping the charts all over the world, but especially in South Africa. I think it peaked at number two when it first came out. Yeah, I know. I was quite shocked. I didn't realize that South Africans back in the day Mm. were so acquainted with this music. And you know what? I can't blame them because it's a good song and it's a good band. So this week's groovy movie, like, I hope you guys have had the pleasure of seeing this movie and not thinking it's too girly or it's too this. <laughs> it's a movie I love. My dad loves it. A lot of people love it. Yeah. The the band, the music, everything is great. And if you have any idea what this week's groovy movie is, and I hope you do, please WhatsApp 081-729-1657. I repeat, 081-729-1657. Now listen up, guys. And message us if you have any idea what we're talking about. Zoe on 180 Degrees. We just listened to such a beautiful song. It was mm. called Solid mm. Rock. And it featured, it was originally sung by Tasha Cobbs, who appears on the track, but it featured Jamie Grace. I feel like it featured Tasha Cobbs. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was, ta- it was totally Jamie's song. Solid. Hey. Hey. <laughs> My solid rock. And let me just take it off there because I know you guys did not come on here <laughs> to hear me sing. <laughs> But we had a song before we introduced that one. It was a part of our groovy movie for this week. Now, I said this song was very popular in South Africa mm-hmm. when it first came out, all the way in the 80s, actually. What? Right? Yeah, it's a pretty old song. Oh, that's before my time. <laughs> way before my time. <laughs> so thank you to everyone. <laughs> thank you to everyone who sent in messages participating you guys are great cinephiles it is indeed from the movie mama mia but it was originally sung Mm. by abba thank you all and yes congratulate yourselves you well watched cinephiles now this week's interview i am very excited for we are going to be talking to mr andre marriott he is (laughs) hello sir good evening (laughs) good evening to you how are you doing I'm doing fantastically well under the circumstances, thank you so, so very much. Yes, I'm so glad that you're doing well. These have been very tough and very strange times. Very strange times to live in, yes. Yes, indeed. So I would just like to give you a little bit of an introduction, Mr. Marriott. You are the owner, I believe you own it with your wife, at Heart at Work. This is an NGO that aims to empower mothers to provide a steady income for their family, giving them the opportunity to sell handcrafted gifts like jewelry and art and decor. And I've visited your site and I've seen what they make. And they are, these women are very talented. These things that they sell and make, they they just like, they make a great addition mm. to any home. Oh, thank you. Uh, I, I, need, I need to just clarify one thing, is that um, NGOs in South Africa have a very hard time uh, sustaining themselves and they still look for funding. So how we operate is we don't look for funding. 
Uh, originally, when we set ourselves up, we set ourselves up like an umbrella, which is our Section 21 company. And underneath that, we have our, our, our NGO categories, the PBO and NGO. And then we also set up a, P, a P2I Limited, which is a selling arm, uh, which is the social enterprise for the NGO. Okay. So that's how, so we don't own um, the company as such. No. We are just founder members and directors of the NGO. Yes. This feels like such a throwback to, I'm studying law, um, if you didn't know, and I'm last semester. Yeah. I, um, I did a, I did a, I did a module on entrepreneurial law. So what you said, yeah. like, I feel so proud of myself for being so able to remember how these things work. So I would like, <laughs> I would, it's quite weird. We, we, our, our lawyers are bound Can I, can I mention their names? Yes, you, you can. Our lawyers are bound in Gophidian in Cape Town. And uh, the first day we had meetings with them with regards to setting up our, our NGO status and Constitution and everything else. They sat, sat down with us, a whole group of people in the table in front of us, from account lawyers to corporate lawyers, and they said to us, NGOs in South Africa don't work. And they went, hmm, okay, now we, where do we go from here? And then they sat on the, on the drawing board and drew out these little pictures of exactly what I just described now. And they said the only way they can work is like this. Yeah. And there are very few NGOs that work like that because most NGOs end up only hunting for funding. Yeah. So our funding comes directly from the sale of products. So. Okay. That's really that's really interesting. I'm I'm glad you're <laughs> 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 Yeah, you, I really you, am. You, you know, useless or, or not useful information. <laughs> <laughs> All information is useful to someone. That's what exactly, I always say. Exactly. <laughs> so I'd like to ask, what is the story behind how Heart at Work began? The story behind Heart at Work is... My wife and myself, Ruth, you mentioned her earlier, um, we both co-founder members of, of Heart at Work. And we basically came out of the corporate industry and didn't quite know what to do. So we ended up looking after a friend of ours' house in Somerset West. Now, I'd grown up in Somerset West, but I, I feel I haven't been here, I haven't been back for many years. You know, it did feel like a bit of home, but I hadn't been here. I'd been living overseas and I was living uh, in, in, in Cape Town. And my parents were living here, but, you know, they were getting on in, on in years and have subsequently passed on. But I didn't have really a homely connection, but it did feel like a bit of home. So I came back, we're looking after this, this person's house in Summers West, and I just realized for the first time when I switched off from corporate environment and I looked at my surroundings, I realized that we have lots of problems in the Holderberg area. Uh, that's in basically Holderberg area, Holderberg Basin is the Summers West area, um, which is about 36 kilometers southeast of Cape Town. Um, we realized there are lots of issues and problems here. You know, people in RDP houses struggling, people standing on the side of the road, people begging. And we thought to ourselves, you know, let's, why don't we try something, something small, we don't know what yet, but let's try something. So the first project we actually set up was growing spinach and selling spinach to the local spa as organic spinach. And I hope I figure up. Um, and then we made, got bread and made, got ingredients to make sandwiches and we called it food for thought. We walked around Summers West selling sandwiches and, you know, got a team to help us pick spinach and grow spinach and that's how the whole thing originally started. And slowly but surely, the one thing, you know, paid forward to the next thing and paid it forward to the next thing till we eventually got to where we are now. Um, so that's really a, a small essence of how Hearts Work established. Our first name was Free Spirit Design Studio. And then that became art at work, as in creating art, as in creating functional art. And then um, our lawyers, um, you know, not that lawyers don't always come across as creative people, but our lawyers said that the 
Heart at Work is too out there. You know, let's rather come up with a solid name and let's call it Heart at Work. Mm-hmm. And we add the H-E in front of the art, um, representing heart. So our name is spelt the small H, small E, and then big A, big R, big R and big T. So in other words, almost like he art, but mm. heart at work. So um, that's how we, we formalized um, heart at work. That's really that's really interesting. I wouldn't have thought that lawyers would have come up with that name. Neither would I. It sounds so biblical, like how you like how they write in like the King James versions of the Bible. Oh uh, yes. Yeah. I would like to <laughs> then ask what the vision and mission for Heart at Work is. Well, I feel like you you mentioned a few things earlier yourself. You know, so our, our vision is to empower mothers in the township communities within the Helderberg Basin yeah. um, to fill their intrinsic value and provide care um, given to their children, families, and community. So that's basically, in essence, what our vision is. Yeah. Um, obviously, the, the mission follows pretty much suit. You know, the, the, and the vision has got a basic. If I, if I go to a constitution and I read it verbatim or fair, uh, you know, it's one thing. But the reality, it's, I think as an NGO, it's a very alive thing. You need to find ways of, of working with people. You, you know, people are, are human. You need to find compassion. You need to find a way of trying to find and uplift people to, to become the best of what they can be. Yes. So our mission is, um, Passionately strive to ensure that uh, economically marginalized mothers with previously disadvantaged community in the Helderberg community, Basin, become custodians of skills, empower them to earn a sustainable income. Mm. This will enable them to provide for basic educational needs for their children, yeah. while being parents, being present parents, and effective role models to their children. I mean, we work with single mothers in the Helderberg area. And, you know, obviously, we're saying the Helderberg area, but single mothers are single mothers. And they, they unfortunately, have left alone and have to fend for themselves. And it's very difficult. So, you know, we have so many different ideas. Our constitution covers things like having early childhood development schools. We've never got, we haven't got to that yet, but it's still, it's still there on the back burner. So we prefer having mothers work from their own environment uh, so they can look after their children and create things of beauty, which we can then find a market for. Mm. So, Andre, <laughs> hi, sorry, Zoe's speechless at the moment. You're speaking to Inga now. I'm just going to take over from Zoe. <laughs> so, Andre, we believe that the world could be heading towards another economic recession. So do you have any advice or lessons that you would like to share that you learned from operating a small business during the 2007 Great Recession that could be relevant now? You know, something I think the world's been in a recession for a long time. Mm-hmm. I think the 2000 recession that we went through was a forerunner to how things are and going through. I don't think that the, the COVID pandemic has has done anyone any favors. Mm-hmm. I think if you, in, in hindsight, if we look in, in future dates and we look back at, um, in, the, in the history books and we look back at our times now, I think, you know, a lot of things, good things were done, a lot of bad things were done, a lot of bad choices and decisions were made. I think by having a very hard lockdown that businesses were not able to trade was, for, for all that those months was 
uh, a devastating thing, and I think the knock-off effect of that is going to be felt years from now. Mm. I think to answer your question, one of our learned from a recession yeah. is that you need to try and instill people's values. In other words, find ways. First of all, if you're running a small business, is keep your overheads as low as possible. Keep your money as tight as possible. You have to roll mm-hmm. things over, mm-hmm. mull things over as many times as possible. That's if you run your own little business. If you're a normal private person, you need to start supporting, and this applies to business as well, mm-hmm. is start yes. supporting your local community. Yes. Your local, so in other words, if you go to, the, to a big chain store, instead of buying, and I hate to say this, but a product that's imported, yes. try and find a locally made product, and you'll mm-hmm. find out that very soon you can find as good a quality clothing garments. When Cape Town used to be the clothing capital of the world, it all disappeared with all the imports that came into the country. And all those people, there are hundreds of thousands of people, seamstresses and clothing makers that are uh, were, were, were all out of work and still are out of work. Yes. You know, I think the, the thing is you need to support local, look in the area that you live in, look in the community you live in, and live in, look in the country that you live in. Mm-hmm. And once you've achieved, crossed all those, tick those boxes, then, and you can't achieve what, it, what you want, then you start looking elsewhere. I think, um, you know, if any kind of economic recession means that it's basically you need to keep the money rolling around in your community mm-hmm. or your country and not letting it go anywhere else. And if, you could, if you're able to do that, you're able to, money is like an energy. You need to be able to keep that energy rolling in your area, and that's how you sustain yourself. Mm. It's like having a bucket of water. If you keep on throwing the bucket of water over the, over the fence, your neighbor's going to have water, but you on this side are going to have no water. And then he's going to be saying, but I'm also in a recession. I can't throw water back. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. there has to be a balance. Yes. You know, for the past couple of weeks, we've also been speaking to small businesses, yes. and yes. many of them, and what we your 80 degrees have actually seen is that now the COVID pandemic has actually pushed us to support local yes and yes. to support local businesses just last week we spoke to a woman who started her own business right before lockdown yeah. and then it kind of boosted during lockdown because people yeah. were supporting and yeah. that is one thing that we've seen you know during this whole pandemic where everyone's like everything's dead everything's stopping mm-hmm. everything's the Support in the community, the support for local has really, really grown. It has grown incredibly. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, our, 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 our grandparents used to grow their own vegetables. Mm. You know, we now have vegetables. We don't, we don't grow vegetables like we used to. Everyone should start a small vegetable garden and grow basic vegetables, you know, to get, your, get yourself through. We have a, 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 um, a growing project where we grow spinach and a couple of other things. And that's very sustainable. Obviously, we try and sell, and, in a, and, and if what we can't sell, you, you then use. But it's, it's a way of continuing the whole cycle of just trying to roll every penny over. Um, you know, when you're out of a recession, or you, if you can keep those same morals going and the same basic values going, you only benefit it, benefit from it. Hmm. Okay. Thank you for that. I, I'm actually very interested in the in the vegetable growing one. I love mm. plants, and I think it is. Welcome back, Zoe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks. I would like to ask: Can you tell us more about the social responsibility? But I feel like that may even be that your that the NGO does. But I feel like that may be a little bit different than I even thought it would have been. Now that you've explained how 
NGOs work a little bit differently here in South Africa? Well, you know, I, I, I love social responsibility because in the practice of Ubuntu, yes. you know, you've got an international audience. Mm. And, and a lot of them might know what they hear the word Ubuntu, they don't know what it means. You know, and, you know, I am because we are. Yes. I mean, how powerful is that? Uh, you know, the reality, I think that the thing about social responsibility is not just relying on NGOs. Everybody can have a social responsibility. Mm. Everyone can wake up in the morning and go, Today, let me try one thing. Let me search and find, you know, the guy that's standing on the side of the road that's lost his, lost his job or has been trying to support him. Don't give him money. Give him some fruit or give him some bread or give him something, something like that. Do it on a small scale. Around you in your community, there are lots of social enterprises and social responsibilities, lots of them. All you must do is open your heart and find them and have the, have the, um, had the initiative to actually take that step. I think that one of the things that the COVID pandemic has, has instilled is fear. Mm. And I, I don't like fear. I think fear is a, mm. a, a horrible thing. And I think we need to get away from the fear. You can find a lot of social enterprises and a lot of NGOs in your community going online and finding them, you know, just type in, uh, um, you know, NGO Cape Town and, and, and the, the hundreds will pop up, if not thousands. Mm. Yes. So yes. true. I would like to ask, where can people access your goods? Like, where are the locations of the Heart at Works? And also, like, is it available online? Like, how does shipping work? Can you please explain a little bit about that? Okay, so Heart at Work is basically, we have two social enterprises, which are um, brick and mortar shops. Yes. Uh, one is in, in the waterfront, VNA waterfront, in the watershed. Now, the watershed is a wonderful building which was renovated a few years ago. It used to be the blue shed, and now it's called the watershed. And it's between the aquarium and the food court. Um, we are currently open seven days a week. Um, but, you know, as, as, um, as this pandemic hardens and gets going as it is, there, there might be a possibility that they go down to four days a week uh, in a month's time. Um, as, we go, as we go into our service season. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the one area that we're in. The other area we're in is in Somerset West, mm-hmm. in a small little um, beautiful centre in Bright Street called Chelsea Village. And um, it's a small little shop, but we, ha- we stock all our products there. We are available online, and online you can find us at heartatworksa.org. Um, alternatively, if you just go onto Google and just type in Heart at Work, Mm-hmm. while I can find us there as well. Thank you so much for this in- interview and just like mm. imparting all this wisdom about NGOs uh, and just like yeah. reiterating how we do need to support local. This is something like we here at 180 Degrees mm. really believe, especially like I think with me, I genuinely started aggressively supporting smaller yes. businesses yes. during yeah. the pandemic. I'm actually kind of ashamed to say that that's what opened my eyes, but yeah. I have... I have a newfound appreciation for mm. local being lacquer. <laughs> yeah. So we'd just like to thank you once again for coming on the show. This was an amazing interview. We learned so much from you. Oh, thank you. And we would definitely like to have you. And Inga. Uh, obviously, our Instagram is yes. Heart at Work SA. We are also available on Facebook, which yes. is Heart at Work CPT. And our online shop is Heart at Work Yes. Awesome. You heard we just thing. love your energy because I was just going to say, if people are looking for you on social media, <laughs> where can we find you? <laughs> we love this, like, connection over the lines. <laughs> love that. 
Well, uh, your mom told you would be proud of you. I mean, if you didn't, you didn't call me four once. You know no, what? I'm, like, I'm going to have some explaining to do when I get home. She's like, you know, she's going to tell me I didn't show you enough respect. I just know it. <laughs> but thank you so much, sir. <laughs> oh, man. It is an absolute pleasure. I hope that I, I could uh, answer your question as favorable as possible. And obviously, you know, we're always available to, to take any bounce, any questions in coming. If there are other NGOs out there that are struggling and want a bit of a, not to say that we're not struggling, we are struggling. You know, looking, not having funding is, is a, and creating your own funding is, is a, an animal on itself. Um, I think sometimes we go back and we think to ourselves, you are. It would be so nice to have a bit of funding to break that that cycle. Mm-hmm. But you know, we we carry on and carry on and carry on and just fight the fight and um, and believe. You know, have the faith and believe. Yes. And um, you know, that's what blessings are about. Mm. So true, so true. Good evening, and enjoy the rest of your night. Have a fantastic evening to both of you. Thank God you. Bless. Bye. 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 Wow. Absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. Right? I feel like you don't get that energy from like mm. bigger businesses, non-NGOs. It's like when you yes. go to yes. smaller businesses. You can see the passion. Yes, you literally, yeah. the passion is tangible. You can and really it's, feel it. It's amazing because like to be in like industries like that, you have to have some level of yes. passion because yes. like when you don't, when you do this without funding, you're doing this because you actually care about the community. Yeah. And we need people like that. You're not doing it for your money. Exactly. You're doing it because you saw a need mm-hmm. and you want to step in there. Yes. You're really imparting the teachings of Ubuntu into your life. Yes. You're practicing yes. it as you preach. I always love interviews like this. Yes. I really do. Me too. Can we get him back on the line? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I might have to dial him up real quick. But first, let's just go straight into the Mystery Bible quiz. 180 degrees on I Am Youth Movement. 180 degrees on Radio Cape Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. So we have come to the mystery Bible quiz. Remember, we want to hear from you. And the question for tonight goes a little like this. You know, Zoe likes to give away the answers. So mm, you know, gonna... guilty. <laughs> so the question for tonight is, who is the author of the book of Revelation? Ooh, of course you're talking about Revelations now. Look at these this day and age. <laughs> I, saw, I saw a meme that says I went outside to see what chapter of Revelations <laughs> We're doing today <laughs> I hope it's one of the earlier ones <laughs> Wow So the question for tonight Who's the author of the book of Revelations And you can WhatsApp your answers to 081-729-1657 That's 081-729-1657 Now while you guys think about Who wrote the book of Revelations Let's just get into Shaped by You by Elandre Buerta. 180 degrees on I Am Youth Movement. Follow us on Facebook today. I Am Radio. We just listened to Shaped by You by Elandre Buerta and it was quite nice. Quite a good tune. Yes. So before that awesome song, we asked you a question. Who is the author of the book of Revelation? Hmm. Zoe, give me your guess. <laughs> I know I'm wrong. <laughs> Give me a guess. I want to say Paul, 
But I feel like it's not. I feel like Paul is everyone's go-to. Because he wrote like half of the books in the we Bible. Got some, we got some WhatsApps in mm-hmm. people saying Paul, yeah? Yeah. Like, he just, it just feels like it was him. Hmm, who was it, Inga? So, the author of the book of Revelations was John. Oh. Oh, really? Johnny boy. Wow, he was writing some horrifying things. So there you have it. To all those who got that right, <clears throat> to all those who got that right and said John and not Paul, give yourselves a pat on the back. And next week, guys, we are looking forward to these. We love getting WhatsApps from you guys. Mm-hmm. We love giving you guys mentions. So now we'll just go straight into the happy health tip. Health tips. How to be happy in your health. It's not just about being healthy, it's about being happy. Should be quite interesting. Chocolates are the true source of happiness. Indeed, they are. Truly. Chocolates, chocolates. And I will say this every week. Hmm. So, now for tonight, we have 10 motivational tips to keep you healthy. I know we've had, you know, detoxification tips. We've had mental health tips. Now we have... 10 motivational tips to keep you healthy. Number one is feel good about yourself today. Be sure the people around you make you feel good about you no matter what size or your health condition. Mm. Number two is rethink your role model. This one made me think. Mm. Select positive role models. Choose role models that help you feel good about who you are rather than one that makes you feel bad. Find a female role model or male role model Mm. who is strong healthy and real. I remember seeing um in while I was looking and reading through these tips they said Barbie is not a healthy role model. <laughs> That's so true. She's not real and She's... also that waist. Mm-hmm. Oh girl. Impossible. Let's remove a few ribs. <laughs> Number 3. Know what makes you overeat. The key to staying motivated is to know where your problem areas are and have a plan for dealing with them. Do you use food to cope with disappointment, rejection, yes. boredom, or even personal success? I do. Yo, boredom and food. Mm. I'm like, I'm bored. I must go make me something to Same. eat. <laughs> Number four, make simple daily changes. Who said health-related lifestyle changes had to be all or nothing? Start small. Make a few simple weight loss and exercising changes each day. These small changes can add up over time and give you a big health boost. I always say this. Mm. Moderation. Don't yes. say, I'm cutting off dairy. I'm cutting off meat. I'm cutting off... Mm-hmm. And then you go faint the next day. <laughs> <laughs> you can do so it true. in moderation. <laughs> so true. Number five, find a cheering section. Okay, what does this mean? We all need a cheering section. Having to account to someone else gives you a reason to hang in there. That's so true. And when you have, and when you can't master determination from within, it's good to have them there. Next, forgive yourself. If you slip up on vacation and overeat, drink too much, or fail to exercise, forgive yourself. Don't beat yourself up. Instead, say, I really enjoyed my vacation, and then let that go. Let Hmm. that be that. Next is never go hungry. I don't have this problem. (laughs) Rigid diets don't work for anyone. Include planned snacks in your daily diet to prevent binges, and make sure that you allow for treats once in a while without feeling guilty. Mm. I feel like that's an important point. 
Because many people think, no, can't have chocolate. No, right? no chocolates. Mm-hmm. But then you haven't had chocolate in years. Exactly. Give yourself, grant yourself that. Mm-hmm. Like trifle at Christmas. Right. I'm actually looking for trifle at the moment. But I feel like it's out of season. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Did you have it during Christmas? Yes. Good. Delicious. Delicious. Number eight. Remember that change takes time. It's easy to see thinner people and think how lucky they are, but here's the truth. If a fit person is over 30 or even over 20, chances are they are working hard at being fit each day. Mm. Learn from them. Find out how they stay fit. Is it through more exercises? Is it through eating fewer snacks? Find out. Ask. Number nine. Move around more today. Sit less. Okay, I need that one. <laughs> Make healthy choices by being more physically active. Park at the end. Oh, park at the end of the parking lot when grocery shopping. Whoa. Change your TV channel. You know, this parking at the end of the parking lot. I'm saying I can't wait to have a child so I can park <laughs> in Moms and Todds so right. that I can just go in yes. and come out again. And here, one of the tips are park at the end of the parking lot. Change your TV channel manually. Instead yeah. of with the remote. Take the stairs at work. Go on long walks with your kids or grandkids. Raining outside? Walk or run in one place while watching TV. No excuses. You know, I literally is... did one of those today. I took hmm. the stairs to work. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, really? Yes. I actually the took elevator. the lift. What? <laughs> I only took ties. So where the studio is, there's load shedding in this area. So I thought that there was load shedding and that the elevators would not be working. So I was like, let me take the lift. I mean, take the stairs. (laughs) Meanwhile. This is what happens when you come late, people. Wow. (laughs) You take the stairs out. (laughs) You know, I'm pretty sure it wasn't on when I got here. The the power had already gone out. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. (laughs) And the last one, number 10, celebrate each other's journey in the midst of your exercise and weight loss and goals don't forget to enjoy the day's journey problems arise and when the goal becomes the sole purpose of living it overshadows our daily lives and that's very important Mm. like don't ever let your goals become your master plan of the day yeah you know there's so much more to life that is it for happy health tip and i don't believe that has been another 180 degree show Somehow it has. I'm looking at the clocks in disbelief that it's literally like three minutes to eight. Yes. I'm, I don't know how that happened. I never know how that happened. I feel like I lose time. Mm-hmm. But like in a great way. Yeah. No, like I in know an awesome went, way. Right? I feel motivated. Same. Motivational Monday. We love Mondays, guys. We, we love Mondays. And we love the people we talk to every Monday. Yes. They really, their passion is so, as I've said before. Inspires us. It's very inspiring. It makes me want to go out like, it makes me want to go and support someone local right now. Mm-hmm. Yes. But until then, this has been 180 Degrees. Signing, Signing out. out.